As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott from Peloton Capital Management. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian, along for the ride as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this week, it's understanding some important retirement statistics, as well as a couple other little minor things along the way. But first, let's say hi to Charles. What's going on, my friend? How are you? Uh, Happy to be in a new year. It's going to be a better one. And uh, looking forward to just another good year. We got to help a lot of people last year. It was kind of surprisingly fun. And not that it's not surprising to help people, but it was, <laughs> it, it was, you know, it was a pleasant surprise how many people, you know, raised their hand and said, Hey, uh, thanks. I'd like to talk to you. And, I gotcha. You know, yeah. With, in a, in a yeah. strange world that, that, that uh, <laughs> last year was the, it was good to help so many people. Yeah, that thanks. That's what I was gonna say. It just didn't come out that way. I got you. That's why I'm here. No worries. Help you out along the way there. No, it was definitely weird, and obviously we're still seeing some of that. We're gonna continue to see that. Uh, I think you know one of the things I've been having many conversations with folks about leading up to it was set some proper expectations when you're dealing with your finances and retirement is certainly a valuable piece of advice uh, both ways. When you're working with an advisor and an advisor's working with you, you both want to have some reasonable expectations about that relationship. We also kind of needed to. do that with 2021 because, you know, just to kind of say, hey, 2020 is gone. Woohoo party. That's great. That sounds fantastic. But the reality is we're going to have lingering effects for a while. So don't kind of put too much pressure on this year to be perfect. Uh, because we're definitely going to have some problems as the year rolls along. But hopefully each day will get a little bit better. That's the plan. That would be nice. I think everybody would be happy with that. There you go. All right. So I've got some statistics. I want to give you a couple of these just to kind of get your take on some of this. Um, These are just, I think these were probably from early 2020. So uh, they're, they're, they're probably fairly close to accurate, but just in general, I want to see what you think about some of these things because they're kind of surprising sure. some of these, I think, and, and, and interesting. Uh, it says 17%, only 17%, Charles, of American workers describe themselves as very confident that they have enough money to retire. When you have people coming in to see you, new prospects, would you do you think that's about accurate? Do about 17% of our population feels confident? I think almost 100% of the population is concerned about that topic. Okay. And, you know, what we find, and I've never done the statistical math to say, yeah, 17 is right. But it's, I think when you, when you don't know where you're really at and you don't know what it's going to be like as you get to retirement, mm-hmm. which is all part of planning and what we try to help people wrap their head around. Yeah, I would, one out of five is, which is, you know, 20. So that's in the ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, You know, it just, it depends on where they are in life. It depends on how much attention they paid. It depends on how much of a priority they've made learning about this and thinking about this. And, you know, the the sooner you start making good choices, the easier it's going to be. So, yeah, that's, that's a good point as well. And I, I would say that's, you know, I talked to advisors all across the country. I'd say that's probably pretty accurate, which basically is saying more people than not, have no clue. Uh, you know, they just oh, yeah. don't, they just don't know if they're going to be okay. And that's hopefully, you know, why they come in to see an advisor. But I think the, the positive side of that is I would say based on all the conversations I have, probably six or seven out of 
every 10 people that come in are surprised to find out they're in much better shape than they thought. You know, if all 10 people yeah. walking in the door are not really very sure, or only one out of 10 coming in the door is really very sure, you know, probably six or seven are pleasantly surprised to go, oh, wow, I didn't screw up as bad as I thought. Well, no, and that's and that's nice when you do that. And a lot of it just ends up being where do, you know, like, so when you get to the end, what do you want that to look like? And right. they've never thought about, they're just thinking about what do I have to do now? I want to amass X amount of dollars. Okay. So if you do that, then what? Right. They hadn't yeah. thought about the then what part. Okay. So I really don't need that much. Oh, okay. I, you know, that's fun to have those conversations with people as opposed to the ones that we do have from time to time where it's like, you're going to run out of money. Right. Not to say it doesn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes two people get caught up in in rate of return numbers, and they're like, "Well, I've got oh, yeah. I've got to make ten, I've got to make 12. and it's yeah, like, "Well, how do you know that if you haven't really even run the numbers? What if you only need to make six? And if so, yeah. why are you taking enough risk to? Why are you taking way extra risk to get to twelve exactly. when six will get the job done? Yep. Uh, and you know, greed comes into that with all of you know we're well, sure. we're all American, you know we're all do that we're humans it's it happens but something to ponder. All right, so uh, you kind of agree with that one a little bit. How about this one? Uh, the average 65-year-old woman uh, has a life expectancy of 20.7 more years uh, moving forward. So basically, about 85, 86 is what the average uh, woman is living to. Yeah, and and it's men is less because sure. my contention my contention is that women love us to death. <laughs> uh, and and uh, I'm going to say even that the women probably will live a little bit longer. And it also depends on whether you're single or married. If you're married, you have both husband and wife have a tendency to live longer than if they're single. Interesting. Uh, it's just the statistics. It's, you know, it's if we, when you do the numbers, you get statistical results. And, you know, women therefore have other issues that come along with it. Uh, they're, they're living longer. Their money has to last longer. Typically, they've earned less while they've been working. They invest more conservatively. It's kind of a challenge sometimes. Two can live for less than twice the cost of one. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it could just, it's because we used, you know, we used to work with people that got a divorce. And I would always say, hey, as soon as you get divorced, it's not going to just cost half of what it used to cost. It's going to cost more than that. Right, right, right. You know, because you got to run two households, you know, when, anyway, it's, yeah. But the women's, women's have other issues because A, they do live longer. B, they've invested. They've been, you know, typically out of the workforce or they've, and they've earned less typically. Yeah. So again, those are just statistics. It's not a, you know, it's not the, the way it ought to be. It's just the way it has been. And you work with that and, you know, make sure that. Well, and do I the right, do the right kind of planning, and so they have a sense of what's really possible going forward. Yeah, and that's really where a lot of it comes down because I mean, you know, just from health standpoints and so on and so forth, the the basic averages are men do pass away first, and yep. a lot of times, you know, what has been the case is is the a lot of ladies are underprepared uh, for that transition, and so yep. working with the right advisor who can kind of help you, you know, who makes sure that is hearing you really and understanding yeah. that, hey, this is going to probably be the case, probably going to be the concern. That's the situation for me. I know I'm going to pass you know, well before my wife. I'm five years older than her, but I've already had you know, a number of chronic health issues. So right. we plan accordingly so that she's got, you know, not because she's a smart cookie anyway, but that way she's got um, you know, the stuff kind of laid out where she doesn't have to think about it now, but she knows where she can turn to and deal with when it happens. Exactly. You know, and you might, you might surprise her and outlive her. So, you know. I, and, and, I, and we're so hey, there. Who knows? Yeah. So we're, we're kind of, you know, assuming something, but we're planning for being wrong. Right. Well, exactly. And I think that's the perfect way to phrase it. You see, you plan for something, but it, if you're wrong, you're okay. Yeah. 
I like I, I joke with her all the time that I'll probably pass away by seventy, but I'm planning to make sure that I've got enough money to last me till whatever because I don't want to be wrong and be sitting around like, well, yeah. that that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, you know? that was a bad plan. By golly, a, that was bad juju. All right, yeah. um, right along in that same kind of line here, Charles. It says sixteen point five percent of our country's population is sixty five or over. Uh, I kind of felt like that might be low, but I guess considering I, the wide range of boomers, maybe not. Um, I think it's low. I do. I think that it's also growing faster than any other age group. It's still a big number, though. 16% it's of our It's still a huge number. Yeah. yeah, no, it's, it's still a lot. It, and, and, you know, that gr- ever-growing, ever-retiring baby boomer generation continues to put more and more pressure on Social Security and Medicare. And, you know, it's just one of those inevitable things that, you know, the math kind of doesn't lie on this, but it's an issue. Um, mm-hmm. And if you haven't planned well for that, then you, you might not be making the most optimal choices for yourself. Yeah. And the, the, the country is getting older. And then there is this, you know, the whole Gen X millennial generation that's going to- No, 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 no. They're, they're two different ones. I'm a Gen X. I know they are. I know. No, no, no. I know that. But, you know, one is smaller, one is bigger. Yeah. So, the, the, we're Gen um, X. Uh, we're the small ones in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, and, and it's, it's statistical reality. And sometimes people want to argue against it, but it just kind of is what it is. And you take what you can glean from that yeah. and then help, help people make wise decisions based on potential realities of what could happen in the future. And sometimes so, when we're talking with folks and you're listening and checking things out, you get this weird perspective that people feel like this is a, a uniquely American issue. And it's not. <laughs> I no, mean, the boomer generation or whatever you want to, however you want to label it, uh, is something that's affecting every country because after World War II, that's what happened. Everybody who lived yeah. went home and was very and happy to babies. be alive and had babies. Absolutely. Uh, and so I think it was just uh, not, we think we were talking about a few months back, Japan was raising, I think it was Japan, was raising their Social Security age to 60. So theirs is our is lower than ours, even still, and I think they're discussing you know raising it yet again. Uh, so yeah, other countries are running into similar issues oh, yeah. where financially it's a strain. Oh no, yeah, and, and and they didn't plan for it initially, and they're having to adjust along the way. It's just so interesting. You mentioned Japan. I was at a conference a couple of years ago, and there was a chief economist from Goldman Sachs there, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the fact that in Japan, uh, with their low birth rate. They are closing like 100 or 150 schools every year because there aren't kids to go there. Yeah. Uh, and also so, trade just, skills. Yeah. The, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. yeah certain other countries have some of the, some of the similar th- issues we have, like where everybody's going to college here and not enough people are going to trade schools to learn how to be yeah. electricians and carpenters and so on and so forth. Yeah. And we need those. And I know in, uh, that's some of the problems that some of the Asian countries are facing as well. They put such a focus on technology and learning yep. those things that they're also you know suffering in the trades departments as well. And so that, there's a lot to be said for, you know, uh, learning a good trade uh, here in this country. Absolutely. You, can, you can make an awful lot of money and do quite well, you know, being an electrician or, you a know, plumber. things of that's a plumber. Yeah. You know, things of that nature because there's just not enough of them anymore. So interesting conversation today. That's for sure here on the podcast. Talking about retirement statistics. Uh, another interesting one here I want to toss out at you. This is a couple of years older, uh, Charles. So this is only going up. But about out of ballpark, basically the average retiree is looking at spending about three hundred grand out of pocket for medical expenses over the course of their retirement. Uh, that figure is more than eighty thousand uh, dollars lower, excuse me, than just a couple of years ago. So I mean, this number is conti- going to continue to rise. Oh yeah, it, it's and, and people don't think about it because it's just kind of it's relatively painless when you get you're paying Medicare premiums, you're paying out of pocket expenses for copayment, you're paying 
extra costs for medicine. You know, all of those kinds of things add up over time. And the longer you live, the higher the number gets. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, it's, but that is the reality. Fidelity does a study every year and that's, you know, and, and the number just goes up every year. It costs more and more for medical stuff. Yep. Um, and as long-term medical, care of it's become a bigger issue, especially Alzheimer's, oh yeah. it gets more yeah. and more costly. And yeah. So it, that's just something that you have to plan for. Yep. You know, that is probably housing, medical cost, food, are the top three costs in retirement. The, mm. uh, the fourth one that's interesting is yeah. travel. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, car, car, car insurance, gas for the car. Trips. Oh yeah. It's, you know, and so those are the big four. If you can, you know, if you factor those. I imagine that got skewed from last year. It'll be interesting to see how that data oh, yeah. changes because well, yeah. nobody went anywhere. Nobody went anywhere. Yeah. Uh, interesting though. So yeah, I wouldn't have thought travel would have been fourth, but interesting. One final one here and then we'll yep. probably take an email or something like that. And that uh, 90% in this uh, survey of uh, people say that, uh, that were over the age of 60 say that they thought a written plan was a good idea, but only about 20% had ever actually had it done. Uh, again, kind of like the first statistic, it kind of makes a lot of sense. People think it's a good idea, but don't take the time to go do it. Oh, yeah. Duh. They walk in the office all the time. Right. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to have a plan. Have you done anything about it? No, not really. Okay. Um, you know, so let's let's come up with something. Well, at least they're walking makes... in the door, though, so that you can get well, started. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but they not, they know it's a good idea. They just never done anything about it. Sometimes because they don't know where to start. And it. Depending on how you do it, it can be overwhelming. You've yeah, got all of sure. these numbers you have to come up with. And then you're supposed to most I don't do it this way and I purposefully don't do it this way. I don't plug a bunch of numbers into a, a calculator and have a bunch of spreadsheets print out. I just don't think that that resonates with hardly anybody. And so the last family we did this for, there I draw circles on the board. This is this bucket of money. This is this bucket of money. This is where we want it to go. This is what we want it to do. Here are the priorities of the things we've talked about. This is how you fund all that stuff. Hmm, yeah. And, you know, and then we'll take a, a literally take a picture of the board and send it home with them so they can see what I, you know, what I drew. Because nobody likes to look at spreadsheets. I do, <laughs> but that, you know, I'm weird. Right. No, I'm uh, with you. Most people are like, oh, great. Yeah. Tell me, Tell me a story and show me how to do that. Show me a picture of what it's supposed to look like. Right. That, no, I like that idea. Makes, yeah. It makes way more sense. And guys will, I mean, literally people will say, I just pulled out the, the, the bunch of circles you drew. I get this now. Okay. That's Fantastic. the whole idea. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's got to make sense to them. I'm delighted to look at numbers. Numbers have always made sense to me. I see big pictures of things all the time when I look at a bunch of numbers. It makes perfect sense. That's the way my brain works. It's not that way for most people. So make a drama a picture for Pete's sake. They'll yeah. get it. There you go. And I think that's a, it's really important to identify too, because every person is different. So as you're working with folks, it, you can kind of start to get that idea of, of what they're catching on to and what they're not and adjust accordingly so that they can understand it. Because that's the whole point. Because exactly. if they don't understand it and, and aren't willing to implement it because they don't understand it, well, then it's done nobody any good. You know, That's exactly uh, you know, right. And good, I just see that. Good? Yeah. yeah. And, and when you get somebody that gets numbers and they, they'll lock, we've had this happen over and over and over again. They'll lock on to some specific outcome and that's all they believe that there is. Right. We see and it's that, not that way because it changes every day. Yeah. We see that often really when it comes to like just cash in the market, for example, because people will be, will get emails all the time or we'll hear things like, 
well, I'm afraid of the market, so I'm just going to sit in cash, or uh, I've well, got everything in the market. And it's like, well, there's more than just two options. You do realize that. Yeah, that's but, right. But people don't, they, they panic, right? So they think, well, the only way I can either make money you know, in retirement with my portfolio is in the market, or I'm just going to sit in cash. And they feel like that's yeah. the only two options, and they get laser focused on that and don't see that there's other, or don't want to see that there's other things they could be doing. I know. Happens all the time. The human brain is funny sometimes, isn't it? We do some strange things. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's an understatement. That's a whole other podcast, right? Well, yeah, that's right. We need to bring a medical specialist. There we go. We one. should do yes. that one week. That'll be interesting. People are nuts. That's, you know, <laughs> so, everybody is in some way or another. That's in one way or another. That's true. That's, that's true. Right. I'll agree with that. I know I'm nuts. All right. Well, let's change it up this week. Let's do a getting to know you. I don't know if I've asked you one of these for a couple of weeks now, so we'll do one of these and, uh, and, and just see what we get. Who besides your parents taught you the most about life? I know we talked on the last podcast that you had a good relationship with your dad and you guys kind of had a shared love of numbers, but, uh, you know, just in general, like life, kind of anybody kind of that mentor or something that, you know, that you really kind of looked at? I had a next door neighbor that was sort of a surrogate. Well, they, Jack and Dina, they were grandparents on their own, but they were just next door neighbors and they were great. I'm going to give him uh, a nod in this respect. Okay. They taught me. They taught me basically how to do math. They taught me how to throw a baseball. Uh, hey, that's dad important. was around. Dad was around all the time, but I was Jack was next door. Well, Dad's at work. Gotcha. Uh, they taught me how to shoot. Okay. Um, yeah. It was just. It was a. That was a great relationship. But honestly, I will. I'm going to give myself the most credit for all of for the for the question. Who taught me the most? I taught myself. I paid attention to what was going on all the time. And I tried to learn from what happened, you know, right here that somewhere in the future, does this come back? And do I need to recall <laughs> what I did there or what someone or what someone told me you could have done this instead kind of thing. Right. And so it's just it's to me, it's just been lifelong learning, trying to pay attention to what's going on, trying to know why you're choosing to do what you choose to do. My parents used to say, hey, you would, you know, you go out and let's go party or something. And right. And, a dad, I never drank in high school, and okay. I didn't until I was in college. And but dad always said, if you're going to go and, and and you do have a drink and you don't feel good, just call me. I'll come. I don't care what time it is. I'll come get you. I said, okay, I yeah. believe him. Yeah. Um, but they also said, hey, you know what's right, you know what's wrong, you choose, and you're accountable for your choice. And it was like, well, why would I ever do something stupid? Yeah. Now we kind of did the same thing with our daughter. You know, we, you know, we've constantly, my wife's constantly said to her since the beginning, you know, every day is full of choices. Make one, and whatever yeah. it is, you've got Own to ride it. with it. Own it, right? Yeah. You've got to, you yeah. know, if you yeah. once you made it, because I can't, I can't get inside your head. So you know, I can tell you some things. I can try to impart wisdoms and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, you know, we're complex creatures, and we're going to be learning yeah. things rapidly, and we're going to have the ability to make choices. And each day is going to be presented with a number of little ones and a number of big ones. Make one of whatever it is that you make, you're gonna, yeah. you know, own it. And that's that's what yeah. you gotta do. And you're gonna make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. Because exactly. you know, Lord knows we all do them. If you don't learn, that's the sad part. If right. you learn from it, right. if you learn from it, say, Well, I did that before, that didn't work well. Why yeah. would I do that again? Hopefully you only put your hand in the in the uh, candle flame once, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you really. Know? Kind of what thing. is that? What is that little white thing on the wall that looks like a socket? <laughs> right. Hopefully, hopefully you only does. do that once. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. Exactly. exactly. All right. Well, there you go. Well, that's our podcast this week. Some interesting retirement statistics. Obviously, numbers can you know 
people will say numbers don't lie and so on and so forth. And so if you're concerned about how your numbers are stacked up for your retirement or what that's going to look like for you, or you just don't know, uh, have a conversation with an advisor, have a conversation with a fiduciary uh, like Charles. He's got uh, just years of information and years of research here that he can help you out with. And he's a great resource for you in the Scottsdale area. So give him a call before you take any action. You should always do that with any show you're listening to. If you hear a useful nugget of information, give him a jingle at 480-513-1830. If you're already a client of Charles's and you're listening to the podcast, don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't done so. Uh, You could also share it with someone who might benefit from the message as well, might enjoy the content. Uh, You can subscribe and and listen to it and follow it on Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, iHeart, Stitcher, all those podcasting platforms. We're pretty much on everything. And you can just search out Financial Choices Matter to do that, or you can find it all at PelotonCapital.com. That is P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N Capital.com. That's PelotonCapital.com. Charles, my friend, have a great week. I'll talk to you here in a couple more. We'll uh, we'll be in February the next time we go, and the year will be rolling right along. That'll be great. I'm looking forward to it, Mark. Thanks. Absolutely. We'll see you next time here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, Fiduciary Advisor at Peloton Capital Management. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.